everyone. Uh, welcome to episode 26 of the Academic Award X podcast. I'm your host Varun Bansal and uh, we are back after so many weeks. Stephen and co have been handling all the podcasts for the past 2 to 3 weeks. We have been uh, having some exam problems so that's out of the way. So we are back for the Christmas period and uh, if you want to check out the other podcasts uh, head on to uh, the YouTube channel of Stephen Tommy where you get the past 3 to 4 weeks podcast of the academic vertex but uh, now we are back and with me today again is aditya ayer aditya how are you today fine varun uh, finally the exam stress is now over now so we can finally focus on the things that we now to do that is now talking about fantasy premier league so uh, yeah i've been kind of been off and on on twitter also for the last few weeks you can say so yeah, it's, it's good to be back finally now it really is it really is and uh, i'm glad that i have i'm able to be back and i hope we can do it uh, uh, a lot of times over the christmas period we'll start off with the headlines and uh, another week of premier league matches came to an end it was a great watch but in the end it was heartbreak for fpl managers kind of like losing away to southampton via a late charlie austin goal liverpool are top of the table still with a win against arch rivals manchester united But what do you expect when they play the team who subbed in Fellaini to win the game at half time? Fulham are playing exactly like Leicester did in the season before they won the title. It is still on ladies and gentlemen. Flapihanski is making loads of saves and it's getting difficult to not hand him a transfer into your team. Playing a kind of dead team with 20 points ahead in day 1 of the cup. Of course Danny scores a couple and Jesse bloody Lingard comes into milly rock me out of the cup on the first time of asking that's all for the headlines and uh, now let's uh, jump straight in aditya there's a lot of stuff happening uh, while we were gone you know a lot, a lot of rotation even kane and salah got rotated for a week and ups and downs all over the place uh, some weeks you do really good some weeks you do really bad uh, and it's becoming really unpredictable uh, this uh, christmas period how are you looking uh, how is your team looking in this time my team is in the sense i'm going to uh, use my wild card in the next week so i'll make my make sure that my team doesn't kind of get rotation thrown a lot so it's still in good shape without wild card i have fabianski defense for lacinets dinia doherty felipe anderson i got in bernardo silva for martial last week that moved in pay so they have sala edin hazard still blank but you know what 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 one one thing i can say clearly is you need a lot of patience with a lot of players in the sense they may jump into form as soon as you get them in but at some times after three four you get them in they can get into form. so you know as as far as we've known you, you need a lot of patience when you're playing fpl so i've richard listen again i'm going to continue with my squad i got in rashford against fulham so he gave me you know points so that kind of changed my overall rank over the last two weeks at the start of Week sixteen, I was around two lakh ninety thousand, and now I'm currently at seventy nine thousand. So it's pretty much a huge jump for me over the last two weeks, and I'm hoping to catch up to speed now. That's that's really good. Uh, you've done really well uh, over the past couple of weeks, and it is a game of patience. As I said, it is very unpredictable and difficult to make decisions, especially uh, who to captain, who to transfer in. Uh, should I let this player go? after a couple of bad performances and some of the these uh, very very difficult for fpl managers including the recent uh, 
Kane versus Aubameyang saga. We'll talk about it later. But first of all, let's uh, let's talk about uh, Man City and Pep Guardiola is at it again. Uh, Sterling was benched this week, and he came on to score a goal, but he was benched, and that was not a great sign uh, for Sterling owners because almost every player looked like it's rotation prone in that City side. Uh, Sane, surprisingly, is the least prone. Yeah, so since you were saying Pep Roulette and all those stuff, uh, if if you're getting in a Man City player, I mean you're agreeing to their terms and conditions that they may get rotated. So you have to be sure if you're getting in anybody from City. So uh, Sterling was benched. Sane played. I think Sane is playing because Mendy isn't fit enough to play. So Sane may continue. Sterling has a replacement, Riyad Mahrez. So Mahrez played that game. Sterling was benched. But if, if you take a look at City's next few fixtures, they play Leicester, that is today, the day we are recording, in the Carabao Cup. Second, they play Crystal Palace at home on 20th away. On 30th, they play Southampton at home. And on 4th of Jan, I think they play Liverpool at home. So I guess you can see there's around three to four days gap between each game. So um, I don't see you can see that that amount of rotation happening because still the point gap between the first two is hardly around two to three points. And uh, now is the time that you catch up the pace in the sense you want to win the league. The time you have to prove. You have to be more good. Okay, Jose Mourinho just got sacked now. What? Jose Mourinho sacked. Just now. He just got sacked. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Wait, wait, wait a sec. And, a new caretaker manager will be appointed until the end of the current season while the club conducts a thorough recruitment process for a new full-time manager. The club would like to thank Jose for his work during his time at Manchester United and to wish him his success in the future. This is a big breaking news. It's like you're bloody running a news channel here that he's got sacked. Okay. <laughs> Bingo okay. alone, you can be happy now. So, uh, so Pep. Pep Guardiola can go and do one. Uh, we are going to talk about Manchester United right now because this is the hot topic and it has come right in between of the recording. We are not even kidding. We are doing this at the at this time and it, it is just completely out of the blue. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if I'm excited, if I'm scared, whatever, because we are both Manchester United fans and oh my God, this is crazy. Carrick and, Carrick and McKenna until the end of the season? No. I'm not sure because if Mourinho is sacked, or Mourinho is sacked now, it's not if is the wrong word which I'm using now. I guess this entire group is sacked now. Or if they're saying they're going to keep in Carrick, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on. It's been a very brave decision, I guess, from Ed Woodward. You know what? You I'm, I'm very happy that they did that. I'm very happy that they did that. And uh, not because I'm uh, I'm disappointed in Jose Mourinho's tenure. And I would have loved him uh, for him to turn it around. But you know that this at least shows that they still want to turn the season around and not just rest on the laurels and try to uh, try to just uh, let him be. At least this shows some type of uh, movement from the board. And you know what? Bring on Gus Hiddink. He can he can get us through the season. Uh, you know, Warren, I was I was I'm very shocked now. See, I I did read it with a lot of you know enthusiasm now, but it's like. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't talk now because it's, it's going to be such a difficult period for us. I mean, the third cycling in a row, it's boom. We have not achieved anything a lot. We have not built anything that big, right, to lower players and managers now. Pochettino, you think, is he going to join in the midway? No way. Who are going to get as caretaker is the question now for me. Who is going to you know, help us sail through this period? 
I think Paul Pogba would have been the big influence in this case of getting Mourinho out of the club. But I don't know who is going to come now. Michael Carrick, do you think he'll be able to manage in such an important period? You, you can't question anybody now because anybody can do anything. It's up to them. But we don't know who is going to manage now. And that's a big question for us now. Yeah, yeah, I think a, a temporary manager would be the best choice. Uh, temporary in the sense, like uh, Gusseding, as I mentioned, he's there for the immediate future until the end of the season. Then bring on maybe Zidane or Pochettino, as you said. This is a uh, this is a for football for for Manchester United. We are trying to talk about here, and there were poor performances. That is what is I've written in the script. Manchester United performances, good fixtures. What do we do? Do we look at their options now? Uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, suddenly, Rashford doesn't seem as nailed on an option as you believe. Suddenly, you don't know Paul Pogba may came, come into the fore, and he may become an FPL option again. This is becoming really difficult. So, talk me through it. Let me just breathe, okay? Uh, <laughs> because it was seriously unexpected and. I guess one of full-time Devils representative Stephen Housen, if you remember, he did yes. a long back then Mourinho gone by Express. I don't know how did he had an idea that this this will happen, and I guess Mark Goldbridge will be over the Mourinho is sacked. So uh, <laughs> it's like we were emulating Arsenal fan TV. So the Man United fan channels will be all buzzing right now since he's gone. But uh, yes, as, as as you said, we don't know who's going to play now. Considering the quality available at the squad at disposal, you have an excellent squad, right? I mean, you can yes. obviously use them at full potential. And you have De Gea is one of he's the best goalkeeper in the world for me. I don't care what others say. Right, you have Dalo. He's good. Playing more and more, he'll become good. On left, Luke Shaw is there. Obviously, Ashley Young experience, but Luke Shaw is the best. Middle, you can play Lindelof and Bai. So your back four is done. Whoever is new won't care who Mourinho played and all. So it will be a fresh start. So all the players are back to square one now. So everybody is going to start. And then in between, Matic was playing bad. So Matic loses his place now because Mourinho's pet boy won't be able to play more games because Mourinho's out. He's gone. So who's going to play behind? I don't know. Fred, Pogba, Herrera. Ferrin is also going now. So with this, I think Fred, Pogba, and Herrera in front, mid, mid three. Then Alexis Sanchez, we forgot him. We forgot Alexis Sanchez. There's a player who plays for Manchester United now. So once he comes back on the left, you probably will have Sanchez in middle. If Lukaku gets himself fit, now Lukaku won't be playing all the games because Mourinho is not the manager. He's going to lose his place. Probably Rashford will start as a forward hey, hey, hey. or striker. And the... what about Mason Greenwood? <laughs> because we're all we're yes. all excited now. Bring him, bring him in, bring the kid. Twenty-two goals in nineteen games. He's a superstar already. Come on, man! This Manchester United make this club what it was. The class of 20, 2018, class of twenty nineteen. Oh my God! This is exciting times. Oh my! I, I think uh, this this podcast would go really well with the audience because this is this is this is way better than we expected. Saying Rashford as a striker, you have you still have Martial on the left who can play rather than Sanchez. You have Mata left, you have Lingard left. You still have a few more attacking players left. Right? You have Andres Pereira is also there. I mean, you you have an excellent squad at your disposal now. But not, if these players, as as they say, at the end of the day, the manager gets sacked, not the players. 
So now the manager is sacked. Now the, I want to see whether the players really prove their point. Now for me, the top four is gone. It, it's very difficult for us since we are just, I think it's nine points behind Arsenal in fifth place, I guess. There's still nine point gap, but you have to make, you have to pray that Arsenal lose three games. Then only you can catch up with them at that place. And as I just spoke about Mason Greenwood, we'll see how he plays and probably he'll be eyeing his spot at a faster rate now. But uh, two things nailed Mourinho out. I guess one was the loss at Anfield and the next thing was the draw against PSG in the Champions League. So probably the United board, they got up, probably they understood that with we facing PSG, we probably don't stand a chance going ahead. And they also probably understood that the top four is now out. So we can pay 24 million pounds to Mourinho and get him out. Probably I think that was their move. I'm not sure whether that is. But as of now, things all indicate that way. I guess one hour ago, the Mirror reported that Jose was edging closer to a sack. And I guess five minutes back, he got fired. So, so yeah. it's, uh, you know I what you said? Also, uh, sorry, you said about sorry. the top four. Yeah. I still think it is possible because you know Chelsea and Arsenal are really inconsistent this season. Arsenal just lost to Southampton. And uh, Chelsea have been inconsistent. They beat Man City before that game. They lost to Wolves. And I don't think Champions League uh, is, uh, you can go as far as say it's gone. I think it's difficult. But if we. No, I would say, I was, with respect to if Mourinho was there, with with that, I said that Champions League would have been impossible and top four is gone. Now, since he said, probably, uh, you're, you're giving around five, six months' time to. Probably estimate where you're going to finish, but you really don't know who's going to pull us through this part now. I'm very unsure who's going to turn up now. Because you know, if, I don't know if, if, if it is true that the players uh, were not playing for the manager and uh, you know uh, they kind of revolted and they, that they think that the manager was not doing the right thing or was not uh, providing the right tactics, then he's gone now. You have to show that without him, you can do better. You know? You yes, to- I mean it's it's a point for them to prove, right? It is a point for them. Otherwise, the the fans will all go behind them. Forward to Manchester United, and you know, looking uh, looking at potential FPL options as well. Because uh, there's one thing more than anything I like as a Manchester United fan is a Manchester United player in my FPL team. Yes, I mean for us it is very important. I did get Rashford in, but now if you want me to jump into Rashford's stats, Rashford has created nine chances, which is the best by a forward. 18 touches inside the box, which is the fifth best, had 10 attempts on goal, has scored one, and also has provided four assists. That's a hell lot by a forward. So you can clearly see Rashford has stepped up, and as you said, the third striker option could be Marcus Rashford now, rather than Martial. If you don't want to spend an extra 0.4 or 5 in midfield, you can go for Rashford now. After, after all this drama, we are unsure who's going to play where now. And you know, this could mean uh, something big for Fred as well, because he hasn't been getting any game time. Maybe the new manager likes what he sees, and uh, Fred becomes a household name. You know, because I, I was, I'm really no, but... impressed by uh, the game that he has played. I personally like to see maybe a younger, more dynamic manager, but that wouldn't happen until the end of the season. So, for temporary charge, I need <laughs> someone who is experienced in that. You know what? Get Big Sam in. <laughs> oh no, no! If you're getting Big Sam, it's like you're going to get him sacked, obviously. The next six months, but forget Big Sam. Please don't get in Big Sam and all this nonsense. Uh, yesterday, I was just—I know it was a joke, but I was just wondering yesterday because uh, I was—I actually thought of a manager from Hoffenheim. After I researched a lot, I understood that he's already 
agreed a pre-contract for Leipzig because he's been hailed as baby Mourinho. Uh, I don't know how he plays, but he's come from relegation scrap battle over the last two seasons. They're back in good shape, I guess, sixth position now. Also played Champions League football. So, he's just 31 years old in some world. But he's out for us because he's joining Leipzig. So, that was one man in my radar if I was in the recruitment board, but I'm not. So, <laughs> that's gone. But I don't know. It's going to be Pochettino mostly, but we don't know what is going to happen. But whatever will happen, will happen, I think, as after six to seven months now. Yeah, you know, maybe Zidane, Zidane was still an option. Zidane could still come in. Uh, but this makes January really January really interesting, you know, because there may be a couple of signings as well. Because if the board are intent to change it up, they, they should be intent, uh, uh, there should be some intent in getting uh, some of the players in. Uh, Mourinho's pet players are, are in deep trouble now. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Uh, I mean, uh, this has really thrown us all off field. Uh, the outline has gone out of the window. Like, we've just conceded a first-minute goal. And all the strategies are, uh, you know, you don't you don't know where to go. You don't know where, where to end, you know. We'll just suspend the Manchester United talks for uh, a few minutes, talk about other stuff, because this is really an FPL uh, podcast. And and uh, let's oh. talk about that for, for, for a few minutes. We'll come back to Manchester. I'm sure sure of it. Uh, but you know, FPL hasn't been uh, that predictable as as I said before. And uh, we talked about uh, Pep Guardiola, but you know, Pep Guardiola gets a lot of sticks. But a lot of other managers are also you know doing a bit of rotation in their team. Chelsea have suddenly started playing all three of Pedro, Willian, and Hazard. Sometimes Giroud plays. Sometimes Morata play, you don't know what happens there, you know. And uh, there is some kind of rotation in the Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal front line, Lacazette plays sometimes, doesn't play. Mkhitaryan plays sometimes, he doesn't play. Ozil, you, you don't know where he is. And there is uh, all sorts of uh, rotation going on. Jurgen Klopp is just killing us day after day. Shakiri plays sometimes, he doesn't, he comes on, scores two goals. Next week he'll start. He won't. He won't get a kick in. Anything can happen. But which players do you think are rotation proof? One that comes to mind for me has been Ryan Fraser because Bournemouth have had so many games and he has played all of them. He goes on around the 75th minute uh, almost every game. Sometimes he plays 90, but he is starting every single game. Do you think that uh, might be changing soon? And it, it depends. Their squad strength because I have, I have no clue how many bonus, how many they are. They have players available in the particular position. But according to me, the goalkeepers are probably the most nailed players. They won't get rotated. So Man City's Edison is the best pick, but they are kind of again giving away a lot of goals. So for me, Edison, Bernardo Silva from City, as I said, he's kind of I think almost all the games hardly been benched, few games here and there. But now since David Silva is also injured. Probably he will be back by next week. So, Bernardo Silva might be playing for the next few weeks. And also, De Bruyne is back. Aguero is back for them. I have really no clue about Ryan Fraser and all. But probably, I guess he will be playing. He's been getting withdrawn around 75 to 80th minutes. So, probably indicates that the manager would like him to play in the next games. And also, this fixture contestive period, as I said before, is the defining period in the season. It, it, it will kind of help you analyze where you're going to finish. So, Almost all the clubs will be trying to get as many points as possible at this period because it's a difficult period now. 
I think the mid-table teams are really the safest bet in the case of uh, uh, rotation-prone uh, players uh, because when you uh, look at Everton, mostly uh, the players are playing every week. Uh, Luca Dini is playing every week. Richardson is playing every week. Uh, Sigurdsson is playing every week. If you look at Bournemouth, Ryan Fraser, as I said, is playing every week. And uh, Josh King is playing whenever he is fit. Junior Stanislas comes in for some times. But, uh, you know, you look at Wolves, their back five is always playing. Uh, is always playing. Uh, since the injury to Johnny, Vinagre has been playing always. But uh, come to the news that Johnny may be back, back soon. But, uh, you know, these are the teams that will get you consistent starts. And if you can find players that are scoring, uh, like Salomon Rondon for Newcastle, he had uh, four goals in his last six games, I've heard, and he's doing really well. Uh, he's a very good third striker option, 5.8, I think. Danny Ings is back for Southampton under new manager Ralph Hasnutl. And he scored two goals against Arsenal. He got taken off early as well. So, he should be fit enough for the next game. So many options now, if you look at it. And yet, uh, we always uh, tend to pick those that are not really play- playing that much. You know, be all, be all we want our players to be consistent as well as explosive. And you just don't get that. So, if you look at Harry Kane, uh, he scored five points this week. And everybody had him captain. And people are disappointed because they wanted more. And there there has been some calls to sell Harry Kane in, in place of Aguero. I really don't think that's a good idea because Aguero is just back from injury. Jesus just scored a couple of goals. Aguero is much more rotation prone than Harry Kane is. And probably in, in the game, uh, game he starts, he won't probably score that much many more than Harry Kane. And Harry Kane gets the regular starts. Maybe he gets benched one in five games, but that's about it. Harry Kane, Obama, and you know, all. I, I, I don't see them getting too much rotated now because uh, I guess Harry Kane was benched the previous game week in game week 16. And Obama is very important to Arsenal. I don't know, Lacazette gets benched, but Lacazette comes on. But uh, if, if you see about Arsenal, uh, I see there's more kind of a difference when Lacazette plays. This is kind of a more, you know, uh, when in their attacks, you can notice that they may score a goal when Lacazette is present in the pitch. And you know, uh, Spurs, you have to be patient with Spurs. And Harry Kane, just don't transfer him out now. Be patient. As they say, you have to be patient in FPL. Others, you may, you may probably transfer him out this week. And he may but although Spurs play at, at Goodison Park this week against Everton. But now today, I guess today or tomorrow, they're playing against Arsenal. That's Carabao Cup. So again, you have to wait and see how things go now. And about uh, Southampton, as you said, their new manager, Ralph Hasenhutl, uh, he's probably one of the attacking managers and uh, probably Ings and in front or whether he's playing 3-4-3, we don't know with Ings and Redburn. So probably give Southampton place a few more weeks and then we can probably get them in because he is kind of an attacking manager. So finally, we lost one of the defensive managers today, that was Mourinho. So he's a trend of attacking managers now. So... Keep in Kane and Obama Young. Have faith in them over this period. Don't jump if you have Sterling. Yeah, and, and DS at the rate Vice underscore cricket asked this question. He said, does chopping in regularly help? So what is the ideal number of games you must give a player before making a call on him? He had uh, this question in relation to the recent Kane and Obama Young saga. And, you know, I think you just answered that because uh, when we looked at the average stats of the last four weeks, Kane was doing really well. 
probably better than he did over the last season. So instead of just selling him after one not that poor game because he did get and managed to get an assist, we should we should give him chances because he still has uh, good pictures and he will return. He is on penalties. He's always involved. He comes deep to help help the move the play. And when Eriksson and Son play. He, he gets more chances. That didn't happen on the weekend. That was one of the reasons that he wasn't so successful. But I'm still confident he will be able to do better in the long run. Also, uh, about the you know third striker or maybe the second striker, depending upon what kind of strategy you go for, there are a lot of options. And Prashant Tiwari asked what to do with uh, Mitrovic. A couple of good fixtures, but Fulham are awful. And, you know, they are there are a lot of uh, options uh, such as Ings, Rondon, uh, Jimenez, and uh, there is another Josh King uh, right now, uh, Chicharito as well. Uh, a lot of options there, so uh, it may be time to move on. But if he does have a couple of good fixtures, and you have another area to improve, maybe you look at that first. But uh, this third uh, striker saga is also pretty interesting because uh, now we have a lot of options. And getting difficult to choose, and and most of the time we get restless uh, in that because we choose one and the other one scores. So in that sense, it is a difficult one to call. Aditya, what do you say? Yes, I mean Marun, you just rightly spoke. Now you may get somebody in, and the other option who you were considering scores a goal. That's that's what I fear is right. But you have to be, you have to be confident and you know be brave with what options you take. Just you know, if you go scores a goal, suppose this week. Suppose you were actually supposed to get some other player. I mean, there there will be a lot of confusions within your mind, right? Whether you are right or wrong. But yes, I mean, there are a lot of options now. But now, Chicharito is an option for a few games. But I guess Arnato, which will be back by another two weeks, I suppose against Southampton. I don't know which which week, probably next week or so. So if Arnato it jumps back in, but he won't be starting straight straight forward. So probably Chicharito will be safe. There's Mitrovic, as you said, he's on four yellow cards. I don't know, one away from suspension. So, it, it depends how much money he's going to sell Mitrovic for. So, selling Mitrovic around. So, you can probably get even Jimenez. Raul Jimenez from Wolves. He's kind of been, I guess, very good this season. Been very consistent. Very highly one or two game weeks he's been benched. But, but Wolves are a kind of side who attack well. So, probably Jimenez could be a option. So, don't just get rid of him because he gets benched. But since... He also looks in good form, and Wolves have won three games in a row. So, keep faith in players who are in form. Yeah, and uh, not only striker, but, uh, new midfielders are coming to the fore. New options uh, normally do come to the fore in, uh, in this period because of all these injuries and rotation. And uh, one that has really caught the eye has been Robert Snodgrass uh, because Philip uh, Anderson was in many people's team already, and he, he's still doing really well. But and now, if you are looking for a differential, Robert Snodgrass is doing very, very good. He scored in the last game and the game before that. And and he, he looks like he's going nowhere from the team. So, and he's very cheap. I think five something is in FPL. 5.4. I'm personally looking at him uh, maybe as a, a Fraser replacement or somebody else. But depends uh, who, uh, if I'm uh, selling a midfielder. But... He is looking good option. Uh, any other options you suggest in that bracket, which is, uh, you know, we we'll, we can look at. Maybe Pascal Gross, because Brighton have good fixtures, maybe, uh, I've heard. And he's back from injury. 
then uh, he could be could be an option. Yes, Gross. We know how he performed last season, right? He was one of the consistent performers. So Gross could. He's back. I don't know what he's priced. That he's priced at six point seven. Whoa. I guess as I guess point three drop from seven. So uh, Brighton's fixture is, doesn't look too good because if it's Bournemouth, Arsenal, Everton, West Ham, Liverpool, United, and Fulham, that's still game week twenty four. So uh, I, I wouldn't suggest investing in Gross considering his price. Also at six, probably you can go for Snodgrass, but I'm getting scared that it shouldn't turn out to be like the Ross Barkley move where everybody jumped onto him and he kind of got benched. But Currently, I guess Snodgrass is in form, so I, and I I don't see Pellegrini will also bench him considering his current form. So Snodgrass could be an, could be one option. Uh, I mean, at that price bracket, it's very difficult. Probably Jesse Lingard. <laughs> uh, Lingard is at six point seven, and we'll have to see what Carrick is going to select now. On what basis he's going to select his squad? I mean, uh, another option, uh, another way you look at it is uh, you, you identify teams that are doing well. And then you identify the important players from those teams. Uh, like, uh, if you if you have some money to spare, maybe Jardan Shakiri at 7.5, I believe. Uh, he scored a couple of goals against Man United and he could be back next week uh, as a starter. He, he does really well. Uh, for And in a team uh, like Liverpool, you get a cheaper-ish midfielder and, and he could uh, really, really uh, score well over this period. Yes, uh, Shakiri 7.1, Varun. Yeah, even better. And that's not a really high price for a Liverpool player. Considering you get you have to pay 6.7 to get gross, so Shakiri is really cheap. But uh, talking about 7.1, uh, is it time to ditch Marcus Alonso? Chelsea do have a good set of fixtures. But uh, is he just too expensive to keep? Uh, because many of us are considering that. Because he's in a lot of teams. Maybe it's time to get rid. Yes, uh, if if you take a look at his last four game week stats, uh, Alonso has just created one chance, had only two attempts, had three attempts on goal and had two touches in the box over the last four weeks. So that is on par with Aspiliquetas. So there's not a big difference between those those two players now, considering how Alonso started at the beginning of this, he kind of started leaking goals to the left side, and I guess Sari got rid of. Before the City game, and there was some news that he may be benched and all. So, probably Alonso is now focused more on defending rather than going too much ahead. But I guess he did hit the post in the week against Brighton, right? He did, he did hit the post and all. So, I mean, if, if Alonso, if you keep him, he does have a, a threat inside pieces, free kicks and all. But, but if, if you feel getting rid of him and you can improve your squad somewhere, some other place, it's a good move, I would say. You can get rid of Alonso now. And you know, recently, uh, Lucas Dinier has started getting uh, some attacking returns as well. He got an assist against City. He got a goal against uh, Newcastle. And uh, Everton are a really attacking team as well. So, maybe if you don't have Lucas Dinier in yet, you can just downgrade from Alonso. But I, I, for me personally, I have had Alonso since the very beginning. And uh, almost since the beginning, I believe. And his, I have gained a lot of profit on him. And in ahead of this uh, easy set of fixtures, I would say, I wouldn't be tempted to sell just yet. But, you know, there are there are pros and cons both ways here. And maybe look at somebody else uh, in that bracket. Uh, any uh, other options you look at popular premium uh, defenders that maybe you can get in for Marcus Alonso? 
I mean, the next option we will always run is Robertson and Van Dyke and all. So again, they're they're kind of rotation prone, right? You don't know who you're going to play when. I'm not going to take a gamble on Robertson. I guess Arnold injured or fit. I'm not sure about that. Van Dyke is kind of more, but he won't give you uh, attacking points and all. Only through set pieces he has a threat. And also Liverpool are, I guess, one of the best defensively sides this season. So if if you want to get rid of uh, Alonso, Van Dyke is one Doherty. I don't know how many people still don't own him, but if you've missed the bus, forget it now. He's owned by around 23%. Oof, that's a lot. Now, suddenly he's gone up to be the popular defender. The alternative option could be David Luiz. If you don't want to play Alonso and you want to downgrade, but only to a Chelsea defender, if you say, then David Luiz could be another option. Trippier from Spurs. I don't know whether he gets pinched or not. Again, that's a doubt. I'm not sure if Aurier is injured or fit. If Aurier is injured, then Trippier will retain his place. Laporte. Uh, yes, over the last few weeks, he's not even kept a clean sheet. So, probably I won't book somewhere anywhere close to Man City's defence now. Then you have, I guess, Dinia, uh, uh, Ricardo Pereira from Leicester, but their fixtures look too bad for the next two weeks. They face Chelsea and City, so that's off for us. Aldevedel, you don't know whether he's going to be consistent now, playing regularly for Pochettino now, because I guess if Vertonghen then it's fit. Go ahead, Davidson Sanchez comes in, then you may see there may be rotation here and there. So, I guess those were few names who I would consider replacing Alonso. Probably, uh, David Lewis would be one I would be looking at. Considering 1.3, I will be getting back if I transfer out Alonso, I could probably upgrade somewhere else. If you are looking for a short-term replacement, uh, the West Ham defenders could be on the cards because, uh, you know, they have good fixtures. Arthur Masuaku or Pablo Zabalata could uh, provide good options. Even... Uh, as I said before, Fabianski has been doing really well. He has been uh, saving a lot of shots. But uh, they have kept a couple of clean sheets over the past few games. So, maybe that is an option over the short term. Yes, this that could be an option. Absolutely. I guess if we get in a West Ham defender now, they have a good run of fixtures till they face uh, Brighton. That's uh, in game week 21 or 22. Yeah, that's 21. So, till 21, they run off fixtures, I would say. Then they face, uh, they face Bournemouth, Wolves, and then Liverpool. So, yeah, I guess at that price, you're getting a good defender. And, and when recently improved defensively. So, probably, why not uh, Masuaku and Zabayeta? Yeah, a lot of options in defence. And I think I, we, uh, we have covered all, all, the, uh, all the various uh, different options that we could look for. But in the end, it's very imperative for us to... Uh, to manage this uh, time period is to plan a bit ahead and stick to our plans, I would say. Because a lot of times, one game tends to cloud our judgment and, you know, we stay away from the plan in the long run and it does more harm than it does good. And You know, the worst feeling in the world is when you consider a player really strongly, you do not go for him or you sell a player that you think will not do well and they, then they go and do very, very well, better than expected. And then you uh, feel left out. And that's something that all FPL managers are really, really aware of that feeling. So, it's very, very important to, you know, trust your instincts, trust, go with it. You know, if you think that your team needs some kind of uh, maybe a mini wild card, then go for it. Because as the fish just comes uh, thick and fast, this is the time to make up ground. And if you are able to do that, because 
there are a lot of rotation a lot of differentials here and there this is the time that you rise up that leaderboard and you know turn your season around so just go for it and best of luck to everybody hopefully you have a wonderful christmas and a wonderful fpl journey over the rest of the season hopefully uh, you finish the season uh, really really well and don't get sacked in the middle of it like jose mourinho that's all from me and i'll be here thank you aditya for joining me yeah it was it was good. Uh, finally no nobody's going to pass the bus now so yeah i'm happy yeah thank you aditya and thank you everyone for listening in as we uh, had some some sort of a panic attack in between the podcast i mean it was a big news everybody uh, really wanted to hear this some some people didn't some people did who knows it happened jose mourinho is out and it will have big implications on fantasy premier league that's for sure this has been uh, varun bansal and this was the academica vortex thank you all for joining